0: hello and welcome back to the hobblecast i'm here with cody What? uh so let's talk about something hey okay um we we have people in our church that travel we got people right now in hawaii maybe come back from hawaii we have people in hawaii actually two group two sets of people in hawaii last week from our church it was crazy um and then we have people that go into Ireland and all this stuff. So uh, I got a conversation with May and Fred and uh, Cassie. They all went to Ireland, Scotland. And so it was great. It was awesome talking to them about their trip, mm. just hearing about it. And they had a blast. Uh, but we got into the conversation about, like, the world. And really, we got into the conversation about the world, not today, but the world over time. Because, like, when you go to Europe, it's history. Everything's history, historical and We were talking about the history of, like, Scotland and how awful history was. And, you know, how they had a tour guide apologize. We're so sorry that the history of Scotland's really bloody and awful. And um, as they're telling about it. But that's like when I went to Italy and Germany, all these places I went to on my trips uh, in Northern Ireland, it's all the history that they talk about is all the terrible stuff. Like Northern Ireland about the you know, the IRA and the Protestants versus Catholics. We go to Germany, we got Dachau, we got World War II. We go to, I go to Italy, we hear about World War Two and we got fascism and then we hear about the Roman Empire and all the terrible things that happened in the Roman Empire and like, like that's just, history as you look back, it's it's dark, it's been dark for a long time and the things we celebrate and remember are the bad moments because that's what sticks out in life, Right. Um, there's probably a lot of good, decent people that lived in all those generations, but they don't get talked about. What gets talked about is all the atrocious things that happen. But when, what we got to ultimately was that we were talking about where we'd like to go in the future. And so I I talked about, like, I want to go back to Italy, of course, because I love Italy. But I want to go to, like, I want to go to Egypt or Israel or Greece because I really want to go to, like, Corinth. And Corinth is in Greece. That's where the book of Corinthians was written to, both books, that Paul wrote. And like those are really profound, profound, profound books. Um, and there's a lot of depth. Corinthians, both are very long books. And so we have a lot of teaching that we believe and understand through Paul's writing from that was written to a church specifically that was going through some things. And they were going through a lot of dark things. Um, there's a lot of immorality that is being addressed in those, a lot of relationship issues that's being addressed in those. And so I think it'd be great to go and see like the city of Corinth and see like what was and hear more about like the time of first century BC or first century AD after the death of Jesus. Because it'd be good to know in context, what like what's the context like we have historical context, you know, scholars write books and all this stuff, but like you get a different experience when you're there. Like when I was in Rome and I went to Pompeii south of Rome and saw where Vesuvius blew up and like destroyed the city. Like Pompeii was awful like awful. Like if that was a city in America now, like we would be ashamed because of how the behavior of, you know, it'd be like Vegas times 10. I mean, they had they had brothels like around every corner, they had inappropriate relationships amongst the peoples, they had lead pipes which made them all crazy, so they said people were walking around just nuts because lead poisoning makes you makes you like mentally insane. Their lifespan was super short, so because the lifespan span was so short, because of lead pipes, they were stunted, they were all really short, and just you're hearing about all this stuff, they had like they had signs on the streets that pointed to the brothels from the port. Like like it was a huge part of their culture. But then you see why Paul, when he's writing to people in the Roman Empire, he is talking about this immorality that's so prevalent because that was the culture. And when I think about how people say it's so bad now, yeah, it's bad now. But it's not that bad. Like I don't worry about going to Jackson and having signs pointing every brothel in town. I mean, it's not that bad yet. Mm-hmm. So like there's some context that comes to like history that like people are just as broken now as they were 500 years ago, thousand years ago yeah 2,000 years ago. And like it's important to recognize I think we think we it's just gotten so bad, but it has gotten bad in ways. But it's not any worse than other ways. It's been bad in their generations. Sin is sin. It's still prevalent. It's still a main part of our culture. It is our culture. Mm-hmm. Is sin because anything that drives us away from Christ is sin because we miss His mark. And so, as I think about this, uh, I often think about the, my experiences internationally when it comes to Scripture because it gives me clarity of what the writers were trying to speak to, into, which can help me apply it into my own life. Yeah, Does that makes sense.
1: Yeah. See it's funny you say that. I don't I don't know that I don't know. I've always kind of thought you know you read you read scripture, you study history, and I've always kind of thought there's this book called The Moral of Story. And I had I just had to look it up cuz I I read it when I was in college. And it's all about how how morality has has been more and more prevalent as time has gone on and has as information has disseminated to people. Because it's the exposure of what's actually happening, right? But the idea is, I don't think in terms of worse or better. I think in terms of, I think in more of terms of like, what's been socially and culturally acceptable versus what's socially and culturally acceptable now. And I think the problem is an exposure, right? Like back then, people just did whatever they wanted because they're, they, there really was no consequence and they just, there was no overarching ideology of Christian, like Judeo-Christian ethics, right? The idea of like morality that spread into the world, especially when you see the expansion of England, you see how, um, you know, Constantine made the law, the land, really the Bible, and the idea that like moral, Christian and Judeo values and morality needed to, to rule the land. Like you see that, instead of being so open and overt with things people were more covert if that makes sense so there's more of like there's it's less of was it worse then or or better now it's more is are is the bad more um um i would say masked would is that that might be a better way to say it because i i think that the truth is sin is sin and sin exists in the hearts of people and it's existed in the hearts of people in the same ways Pretty much since the fall of man, how it, how it manifests in culture and in people is different. See, like you can't, it's not socially acceptable for you if you want your, 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 your neighbor's house to go over there and just kill them and take their land. But it used to be something that socially people didn't really care about. Like you I mean, took what was to yours in the wild, wild west. Right. Like, so, so, but you see as like that, that movies tell me. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but you see, like, as morality is, like, morality has become more of a socially adopted concept, what people are okay with or not okay with is more hidden or exposed. I mean, I don't think it's
0: more hidden or exposed. I think it's the reality of sin is just as sinful as it always has been.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't, I think the thing is that our country has gone through a yo-yo where it went through a puritanical stage. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it went through a pushback of that puritanical stage. And then it went through, like, you look at our founding. I mean, the Puritans came and founded America to get away from religious persecution in Europe. But they had been a religious majority until they were persecuted. Mm -hmm. Then they So they left that persecution, came here, had the majority until there was a pushback to go against that purity, that purity culture that they had, that puritanicalism. And so that pushback, and then... What happened, there was this big pushback, and then all of a sudden you have a pushback against kind of the looseness of the morals of the day, mm-hmm. and you had, um, you know, uh, what was it, the abolition, you know, basically, was that, no, prohibition. Yeah. Prohibition came in, like, let's go, there's too much drinking and, and everything that comes from drinking, so let's let's go get back. And so the ni- early 1900s, there mm-hmm. was this pushback, and then the culture tried to become more conservative again and then you push back against it and then you push back again through kind of like jesus revolution and everything and now we have this swing back after that in the 80s 90s early 2000s and so what i see now is it seems to be this pushback as we've gone into this new uh, embracing of all kinds of the plethora of diversity that now exists there seems to be a significant pushback against that right now and i think that's the yo-yo nature of 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 sin. It's like pendulum. It's It's O'Brick's pendulum. Yeah. It's a pendulum. So I think we're, we're seeing a pushback has like the cycling just Mm -hmm. changed rules against um, transgender athletes. Now multiple times they've just taken a really conservative, you know, so I think you're seeing a pushback, which happens every few generations. And I think we see the same thing in scripture. What happens is culture shifts and culture swings and there's these different time periods of culture. And so, as the, as the Bible's written in the first century, the, the pushback is that for 400 years, sin corrupted the world. We see it, we, we see it in the silence of the prophets mm-hmm. um, in society, and then so Jesus comes in to be a major pushback against all that. And then mm-hmm. Jesus ascends to heaven, the disciples go on their missionary trips and go to the, to the world, and the world embraces Christianity. There's a significant swing back to God's way. Yeah, for a while for really for hundreds of years mm-hmm. um and th- then there's a pushback against that so as you know society gets dominated so by another culture for a while especially in a lot of europe when um the islamic empire came through like there's just this constant change and in between those changes is culture shifts and so it seems like we're in another culture shift, potentially, or at least will be in the future, depending on how things go out. And it's hard to it's hard to make decisions. Like, people make grandiose statements about life when culture's swinging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that that's necessarily always true with the people's opinions. I think it's the, the matter of good is always pushing back against evil, and evil is always pushing back against good. I mean, we see this in Star Wars. We see this in all kinds of media. But, like, ultimately, it's the truth in our world. Like... God's people are always going to be pushing. God's kingdom is always going to be pushing for the light of Christ and the darkness of men, and the darkness is going to be trying to overwhelm the light. That's our world.
1: Yeah. And it has always been. Yeah. I think I think the, the struggle, and, I you know, this is not – I think the struggle that I feel is that we are constantly clarifying what is right now and what is good because what culture is telling us is right and good we are constantly as followers of Christ have to go like no that's not what is good. This is what is good. What God has designed is what is good. And what you want is what you've designed. And so what culture is I believe what because of that battle of good and evil, I think what's constantly happening is this this shift of or this push from from the good versus evil aspect that what we see as what, what we are supposed to have as good as God's goodness Is pushed back against and mangled to to be bad versus, and the Bible tells us that what what is good will be bad and bad will be good, right? What God has said is good, people are going to say is bad, you know. And when we talk about all sorts of that, like it, it, it's pretty obvious in the way that culture talks about things that God says are bad, they embrace as good, Mm -hmm. like sexual promiscuity. Like the Bible and God is very clear about sexual promiscuity that it's it's not it's it's bad. It's not good, but the, the world pushes it. Like it's the best thing in the world, right? It's the best thing you can do. And so it's like, I, that's why I think it's so important when we talk about history, we talk about good versus evil. How bad was it? How good is it now? So on and so forth. It's really more of a, what are you doing to take captive what you think in obedience to what God has said is good. And how are you making sure that what you believe is what God has said, not what somebody has influenced Along the way, with culture, right? Because there's that. Ver- I think it's Colossians. What is it? Two eight, where it says, "Don't be held captive by hollow or deceptive philosophies that are, you know, made by the world." I'm paraphrasing. It's not word for word, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, don't don't be taken captive by hollow or deceptive philosophies that are man made. I think the
0: problem is a lot of Christians are captive, like because culture says one thing, like. There's a potential, based on early reviews, that the new Barbie movie is something that will take people captive to to a a deceitful philosophy, a way of life that is against God. Although it looks like a great, beautifully done movie, it could be a danger. Mm -hmm. And so you and I had this conversation yesterday. Is that something we can espouse? as as followers of Christ or not? Like, can we go pay for the box office and really stand behind like it's the right thing to do? Yeah. We'll have to find out when the movie comes out, reviews come in, and we, you know, we go to a, a site called pluggedin.com, mm-hmm. which basically someone goes, who's a believer, in, and breaks down everything in the movie. The mm-hmm. the lewdness of the movie, the immorality of the movie, the language of the movie, and then gives you really good, like, feedback so you know whether you can make a healthy decision about whether to watch it or not. And that's what we do with all movies. But, like, the problem is people just don't care. Like, Christians don't care. Well, no, it's just a movie. But it's so much more. Every every yeah. decision we make is so much more because we, if we're not against something, we're for it. We really are. That's scripture. Yeah. And so if if we are, are like, if we're for something, then we're going to put time, money, resource, energy into doing it, watching it, participating in it. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be careful. And so um, I've more than ever, I mean, I'm a guy that loves movies, but I'm more than ever deciding that, like, what I watch at the movie theater matters because I'm paying mm-hmm to endorse a viewpoint. Sometimes you don't know, you get in a movie like, oh, I didn't realize this kind of content but like yeah. for me, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm I'm getting, making educated decisions based on reviews of others to make sure that I'm espousing what I want to espouse. And so we talked about this yesterday. There's certain movies I haven't went and watched at the movie theater because like I don't wanna give my money to that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And um it's we we do have to draw lines in the sand. We're We're not just innocent bystanders. We are called to stand for the kingdom of God uh, against the darkness of of culture in the world. And so, it's
1: even a stewardship issue. Like, I mean, if you're saying I'm taking the resources that God has gifted me with, and I'm going to go use them, you're you're stewarding that. Like that, you it is. It's even a deeper level than just saying, "Oh, this is bad. I'm not going to get money." It's like what you did was you took what God gave you and you used it for something that you shouldn't have. Right, like in. I mean, there's all sorts of. I mean, it's hard because pe- people are people will probably take this and go, "We're just being too harsh and like you, you shouldn't have these, you know, you know that's too far." And but like okay, but what at what point do we start saying we're not going to support this? Like we've we've been complacent in a lot of stuff. Like followers of Christ have been complacent in a lot of stuff. It doesn't mean that we need to be Bible thumpers and we need to be. With pitchforks and torches outside of people's houses, but we do need to start going. Like, that's eh, probably not something I want to get in, involved with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I had the other thing. Like, I had the other side happen when I was in high school. I found out that Aber- Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister supported mm-hmm. pornography, like basically produced pornography. Um, that and wasn't
0: a hard guess based on the pictures. No, it wasn't. But
1: like, life. but I had a point. I had a portion of time where I got I got rid of all of my Hollister and Abercrombie clothing, and I just I went to other companies i i think i had a season where we wore all just playing t-shirts <laughs> but like here's the deal like this is why i shop at walmart here's here's what i think though i went too far because i started standing on my high horse and telling people how bad they were if they wore those things and that's where i think that's where i think as fathers of christ sounds like high school we do get we'll take my holy
0: two-by-four and whack yeah
1: but i mean deal. that's the truth like but I think that's what happens. That's not just me. That's that's followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. We get on these high horse rants and we go like, "I'm holier than thou" because I don't support that and you do. Well, that's not the point of that either. Like, we all have
0: different convictions, right? right?
1: Like, yeah. and you have to be loving in your conviction, just because you have it. Like, I don't drink. Like, I'm pretty clear about this. I'm not unloving when people ask me about it. I'm not like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't, you're shouldn't. you just a terrible person because you drink. I don't care. Like, it's a me conviction that's between me and God. But
0: it goes back to what we preached about, you know. Is it lawful? Yes. Yeah. Is it beneficial? Mm, that's that's questionable, depending on who you are, yeah. depending on your proclivities, depending on your ability to say no. Uh, is it going to master you? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, alcohol can master you. So that makes it danger. That's a yes. It can yeah. master you, can enslave you, can dominate you. Um. So that's that's. though I, I not yeah, swear. But like I'm
1: also not. I'm not also going to get me. on Facebook and and post and go like you all, you, all you bunch of heathens who have you know had beer. You're a terrible. Person. No, because we have people that right? that
0: the answer would be no. It won't dominate exactly. Me, they, they have a healthy ability to say no. But that's that's not everybody. No. And so, like, it's the question of for some of us, the way we are created, who we are, changes those answers for us, and that's why we gave people a, a test yep. to like ask these questions, and so. The problem is, I think, for people, they don't actually answer correctly,
1: or they they'll lie. answer they lie yeah to themselves, or we tell ourselves what we want to hear. Oh yeah, hear. this doesn't bother me. No, it yeah. does. it does. Yeah, no, me. it definitely does. Like, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, i I think, I think when it comes to the history and the morality, it's like those those questions are big, giant questions, and I think people should do their research. Mm-hmm. I think you should look into how how bad things have been, have always been are now, how exposed is it? How unexposed is it? What, I think we what look was it straight, in the ancient world? Things like, can
0: get worse for us in this culture. Yeah. Like we think they're bad now. They can get worse, yeah. a lot worse. And they have been worse at other cultures in the past. So what we can do is do something about it by saying no for ourselves, for our family, and encourage others to think more and, and use more wisdom of scripture to make inform their decisions. And the more that we do that and, and kind of let that reverberate over society, over Christendom will be the catalyst for change. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that, that's important for us to recognize. We have a part to play in the change of, of the culture through you know, embracing and encouraging and building up the kingdom.
1: In humility. Yeah. In humility. I mean, it has to come from a place. Now, that I'm not we saying understand. that means you
0: got to go put no. this on Facebook because I don't know that. I don't think that that kind of stuff, Twitter posts, Facebook posts, actually make any change. No. I think it's living your life that's the way you live it and not real life. And having conversations with people. That's how you yeah. that's how you embrace change. Yeah. I've never got anybody to change anything because I did a social media post. But no. sitting down one on one with people, seeing lots of change. That's where it starts. Uh, and that comes <laughs> from humility. humility. Yeah. So when we look back over history, I think. We don't want to repeat history, but it seems like we're repeating it mm-hmm. and we're repeating it. And we're heading in a direction that's going to take us into some of the dark ages like there have been already in this world. And the way of, for us to stand up as Christians is to m- do better mm-hmm. and to make better choices individually and then encourage that collectively in the community, faith community that you're in locally and in your family and in your church and in wherever else you have influence. That's how we make change. And if we yeah. all do that. We make change, significant change over, over over the years. But that's my encouragement. So work hard on your own understanding of who you are in Christ, how you live that out, how you live and do that. Share that with your family, with your friends, and have intent conversations where you're trying to help people make the best choices about those things and how they how they walk through life. Absolutely. We're out of time for this one. So we'll catch you on the next episode of
1: podcast listen wherever podcasts can be listened to google play apple Podcasts, spotify and more and check us out on socials you can go to our website at hodlstrong.com that's h-o-t-l strong dot com and check us out at hodlstrong for all of our social media handles until next time see you